Exactly. <laughs> peace, peace, peace. I am full of Browntree, and you are tuned into episode 59 of the hashtag You Good Man Men's Wellness podcast. As always, I am joined by the good homie, Michael Olenek. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> right. Nailed it. And so I, I don't know why I, I keep mixing his last name up with the with, with one of the few white people that are in the NBA, Kelly o, Kelly Olenek. Wait, no, Kelly Olenek, right? And so you might have heard me say Kelly uh, Michael Olenek. I don't know, Mike. I, that's what I call him, White Mike. Yeah, right, Mike. No, no, no. I could No, but but Mike Olenek, that's again that mnemonic <laughs> device or whatever that's that's considered is definitely helpful in in this. Uh, but he's just a good brother, right? And so that's that's really all that matters to me. And because I, I think so highly of him, and we should just be mindful of this as we have in, in all the spaces that we navigate, right? Whether it's, we're talking about names, whether it's about pronouns, or how somebody wants to be identified as. But if we respect them, if we love them, then we're going to do the work necessary to make sure that we're we're pronouncing names right, that we're using the proper pronouns and so on and so on. So, you know, I, I, as always, I definitely appreciate you being here. So this is the second consecutive week of us having the hashtag you good made men's wellness. Hey, listen, exactly, because it's, it's been a while as my neighbors pull up with the, the super loud music, but we just gonna keep rocking. We gonna keep rocking. Uh, so how was that last week for for you just coming back? I, I know for me, it was just like, it was, I'm not gonna say overwhelming, but it was energetically, it, it took a lot out of me to, to have that conversation on rape culture. And if you, you didn't hear the conversation, definitely tune back an episode, but how did you feel about the episode and, and just what was the feedback that you heard from people? I mean, I completely agree on the idea that talking about topics like we talk about, it's going to leave an effect, right? We're going to hold that for a little bit because we are doing, we're kind of doing the work as we're speaking on the work. So like there is some kind of, motion happening in our body that we have to like hold afterwards so i definitely felt that but as far as getting back into this i mean it felt great yeah i missed this i missed this space i think this space of conversation is one of the main things that's missing from men's lives the ability to like really connect with another and we do that and the people saw that at least my followers uh unfortunately all women commented on it unfortunately none of the guys even though i know some guys follow me so why aren't you watching the video <laughs> but they just love the sight of this, right? Beyond the content, I got so many people being like, it's so good to see two men talking deeply and passionately about something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting you say that, that your, your listeners are, or the people that, you, that you've received feedback from were women. So I've been a part of this, this, this cohort for creatives called PMFE here in, in Philadelphia, where... They, they bring in some creative, just uh, diverse voices, people who are doing dope things, but don't have a backing from a, a, a inquire or from a CNN, I'm just throwing out things, who are really doing things on their own. And so one of the, one of the things that they tasked me with during this, during this time was to figure out who my audience was. And so for me doing this, and I ain't gonna talk about when I did this, you know, when I started this, right, <laughs> 2017. Um, <laughs> but I never thought about who's listening to this. For me, it has always been, this is cathartic for me, this is something that I needed, uh, something that I, I continuously need because it, it, it fulfills my, my, frequent desire to think critically to be in community whether it's with you or with other brothers or other other sisters or other non-binary folk uh and then just being able to talk about some things that matter but when i when i sat back and this was literally like two weeks ago maybe i had to prepare for my final presentation and i went back and looked at just the metrics the analysis and it was just like literally majority women <laughs> right majority women and it made complete sense to me right mm -hmm. but it was it was typically uh college educated women right um of of all uh racial and ethnic backgrounds who, who are tuning in who have this desire for the men in their lives 
to be whole <laughs> and to be well, right? right? And so it's, of course, we wanted to get to brothers too, right? We want brothers to be able to listen to it and be able to to think uh, critically about the things that we're talking about. But it just, when you when you said that again for women, it, it surprised me a few weeks ago, but then it was just like when I sat and thought about it and I just think about women and, and how they continuously show up for men and, and just wanting them to be well, to be whole, it wasn't surprising. Yeah, no, not at all. I've been, I've been like making little, silly little videos on my Instagram for years now. And when I talk about abortion, when I talk about LGBTQ rights, when I talk about violence, it's women that are responding to my stories and my posts. It's never been men. Yeah. <laughs> never yeah. been. Even when I'm talking to them directly, they don't respond. I, I like for my group that I'm running, I feel like I need to reach the women to reach the men. For real. Well, yeah. well, that's a that's a old. I'm not gonna say old say. Oh, it, it's a, it's an idea, and I know for hip hop specifically, it's just like if you bring the women out, then you'll mm-hmm. bring the men out, right? Think about nightclubs. When I when I used to do that, women women in free until twelve. Oh, that mean they're gonna be in there heavy. Let me go pay the forty dollar. <laughs> fee to get in which now exactly which now in in hindsight is just like it's mad problematic (laughs) when we when we discriminatory for for sure i'm I'm surprised there hasn't been any lawsuits but yeah Yeah. i i'm I'm not surprised that women have been the biggest supporters in in this and just the work that that you and i both continuously continuously do but again when I look back on my experiences in navigating difficult situations or topics, it's always been women who have shown up to to lend that 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 ear, to offer that advice, to offer that hard pushback that is needed for for me to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So so with that said, talking about just about men in general, and I don't have the clip. Right. I, I don't have the clip. But I, there was a clip that was circulating. It's probably been circulating. You know how social media, that clip could have been from like four or five years ago. And it just now made its rounds to me. But it was a conversation between Van Jones of, uh, he may uh, formerly of CNN, he, or he may still be there, and the hip-hop artist, rapper Busta Rhymes. And Busta Rhymes was speaking about how black men are navigating this world alone, right? It's it's just them. It's just like in, in isolation, and I felt what he was saying. Like I, I could hear the the authenticity. I could hear the vulnerability in him saying that. Even though I wanted to to push back against that. And so I wanted to have a conversation just about this idea that's prevalent in society that we especially now, because we're starting to see pushback against again what Bell Hooks called the patriarchy, but this this way of life, this dominance that men have had, and I'm starting to see a lot more men talking about just their feelings of 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 isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely a real thing. And in my experience, while starting this group up here, the first thing that a couple of the guys talked about was this feeling of disconnection. Hmm. Like they felt, and especially during COVID, and I think COVID was a scenario for a lot of people, but especially men where you realize the depth of your relationships. You didn't have anchors like you thought you did. Your Mm -hmm. boy that you thought was your boy didn't really reach out and you didn't reach out to him because neither of y'all knew how to. How do you approach that next level of depth in a relationship? And I, I think that's where it lies and that's why men end up isolated is that they get stuck in this stutter step perpetual when they're just like I, how do I let this man know that I think he's cool and I want to get to know him better like simple <laughs> stuff man yeah. they can't speak that because like Buster Rhymes was saying in the video you sent me that like that's a weakness that's weak no no you don't need to do that yeah it's, and, and so let me ask you so the, I, I, I know the age range from the men's group that, that I started here in, in Philadelphia what's the age range of the people of the participants of that group I would say everybody participating so far is somewhere between 30 and 40. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I, the reason, one, right? go ahead. Is that the same kind of metrics you saw was like 30 to 40? It, it Well, definitely 30 to 40, but then it was, I definitely had some older men who were coming in as well, but it was more so with this 30 group 
this 30 to 40 group, they they show up and like, yo, how I've been living has not been sustaining me. I don't have any healthy relationships where I can lean on another brother. I either lean on my girl, I lean on my family. If I do have women friends, I lean on them. But I don't necessarily have have those who identify as men with whom I have significant relationships with. And and so and that's the reason why I ask because you get to this point, right, where you start to to really analyze the relationships, as you said. COVID. COVID was a it was a big thing for all of us. Just like we were analyzing our relationships during this time, like not being able to engage with folk. We were also recognizing like our 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 coping skills bag was limited because once the gym shut down or we couldn't go to these other places, then it's just like what were we left with? Right? We were just left with ourselves, which was ex- extremely un- uncomfortable. And I can, you know, using I statements, I can say for me, uh, you know, with my male friends, I'm probably not the best male friend to have. I'm, I'm not the best friend to have <laughs> in general because I don't like leaving the house. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, as That's far as like go- you can still be a great friend and not leave the house. They just need to know that you're the friend that doesn't leave the house. But and and I do think and that's why and that's why, you know, we talk about the unhealthy male relationships. And that's why my friends that I do have, they know this. They know, hey, Phil, we gonna go out. You know, uh, Phil, we know you ain't coming, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I they they understand it. That means they know me at a at a, a certain level, right? Um, in the spaces that I will and, and will not inhabit. But I can speak for me. Like, I need to do a better job in, in reaching out to friends and just reaching out to people. I think as a society, as a whole, we're just terrible at it. But for men, that has always been an issue. And now it's compounded even more because there's just the, you know, we have the lack of trust of one another, right? The unhealthy masculinity that we talk about so often. Then we have this societal lack of trust that capitalism and, and all of these other things breed. And so, again, next thing we know, we're Buster Rhymes and we're talking about uh, we're, 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 we feel isolated. It's just us as black. He talked about black men specifically, but men in general, because you realize the money that you have, he's a millionaire. The money that you have is doesn't bring the peace that you think it's going to bring. Yeah. And I, I think what you're hitting on with this age range of like coming in at 30, I feel like there's this reckoning that occurs, right? Like you can float through your twenties on poor skills and poor communication and not understanding where you should be and still like just stuck in the patriarchal thinking. But then you, when you start getting to 30, people have started growing and you haven't. And that friction starts showing up. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately in this like this crisis of meaning. You know what I mean? Because the, the few men that have shown up, they all they can talk about their life, but they can't decorate it. <laughs> they can't they can't give it feeling. They can't give it meaning. It's like this thing that they're in that they're not really connected to. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So now that the therapist had is, is, is popping <laughs> on, uh, because that's, that's very real. That's very real. Again, just thinking about the, my experiences in, in navigating relationships, navigating my life, navigating work. And it's, you feel like you're just operating outside of yourself, mm. right? You, yeah, you're, yeah, the whole you're body just ex- exactly. It's just checking things off a task list. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, Brene Brown, as much pushback as she receives and is, is, you know, some of it is probably deserved, right? This idea of just hustling for your worthiness, right? Mm-hmm. And so many and so many men are hustling for their worthiness and they don't necessarily receive the permission to figure out who they are until later in life, once they've accumulated status, right? And so that's why you see so many men uh, go into, they go and get business degrees, Right. Because what? It's about money. I, I Wealth accumulation. And then, you know, I can I can date it. So but it's permissible for me to just not have any real meaningful relationships during this time because I'm focused on getting the bag. Right. Even with Buster Rhymes and what he's saying about this idea of isolation at the at the at the I'm about to say BT Hip Hop Awards, because that's what it seems like. Uh, but the BT Awards, he talked about and again, his speech as he was honored. He, he was talking about how like the, the the petty beefs and the minor beefs need to just stop. We just all need to get at this money. 
right? And it was just like, I was with you. And then it's just like, we got to get after the money, which have breeds me, further have isolation. Me, have me in the end. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it but it makes sense because, again, how, how we're conditioned, we're not conditioned to 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 understand what love is until much later and in self-worth and value like our, our value is is predicated on on what it is that we can provide right again which bell hooks talks about where that's one aspect of of love that's one aspect of self but these other these other types we miss out on and, and we go forever without knowing i know so many brothers who whose relationships are are based on vices based on things that are unhealthy right that brings folk together instead of just this idea of companionship this idea of love bringing them together yeah no i completely completely feel you on all of that and the the thing is like this provider mentality right we've been taught to do that we've been taught i remember early on I was probably like 10th grade and my friend's mom was like, oh, Lennox going to be a provider. And I remember thinking, one, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? I'm going to be a provider. And I've started, I opened my group up here with this idea of asking the guys, how's your table? So the idea of it is we're all at a table. There's things on it. There are people at it. It's kind of like this snapshot of our life. They never mention who's at the table. It's something I'm going to bring up this week. They always mention the things that they have to take care of that are on the table. They mention work. They mention that thing they need to do that they keep putting off, but they don't mention who's there to support them. Yeah. They don't mention who's on their team. And it's just that blindness is exactly what you're talking about. Like that isolation to go get money. If I get the money, I'm going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess the question is that there's so many of them ask and, and, and James Baldwin, I keep going back to the James Baldwin, Nikki Giovanni conversation where she's like, lie to me, right? Lie to me like you do that white man at the job. And he's like, and she's talking, she's saying, I get the worst of you, right? I get the worst of you when you come home. And he's like, you know, I got to fake it here. I shouldn't have to fake it here. And she's like, why not? Why not fake that you care, that you're loving? Fake it with me and your, and your children. And because you're not going to give them that energy. He's like, well, I have to do that because if I don't do that, then who's going to pay the bills, right? Who's going to, who's going to make shit uh, happen? And so she's like, well, I can do it. And, and it, it was this conversation that, w- that, was, that was taking place where he's like, well, no, I don't want you going out there having to prostitute yourself, right? To, to help me make a living. And in essence, she's saying, I don't want you to have to go there and prostitute yourself to have to make a living and to care. You have to believe in, in the love that we have. Right. And yes, we understand capitalism. We understand we, we, we have to make things work, but for, for, for us as, as men, I know, you know, me being a a provider of, of two children that I got to make it happen. Right. I got to make it happen. I I have to go without in order for them to to be okay. back when it was a time where that was a a very real thing. Right. But then it's just like, well, is this my only value? Mm. Right. Is this is the big piece of chicken or extra few minutes sleep? Is that all that I'm worth? And And it has you questioning your identity as as a as a human being, because, again, we don't have any idea. And so for me now at 39, I'm just now finding the voice to, to speak up for myself in situations, uh, whether it's you know intimate relationships, uh, interpersonal relationships, relationships with my painter. I'm finding I'm finding ways to speak up for myself that I didn't have. And what that speaks to for me is this this increase in self-love that I'm slowly starting to develop because that wasn't necessarily taught to me. Not me either. What? Self-love. <laughs> Words of affirmation. I probably craved them so badly because I heard them so so <laughs> like infrequently as a kid. Like I didn't get that. I didn't get yeah. I didn't I didn't know what touch was in my life. You want to talk about real radical, like I'll share some I I statements. Like I have started to try to apply the concept of self-love to how I touch my body, to how I clean myself. I'm talking like little minute noticing of how like, mm. why are you always rushing through a shower all roughly, bro? This is your skin. This is where you live. 
why can't you give yourself like why can't you give yourself care and like like this feels uncomfortable to even share what i've started doing is is like i'll take a bath and like midway through the bath i'll start like touching parts of my body intentionally with love with care to be like yeah connect to yourself dude if i suggested that to the average man one he'd probably use a slur towards yeah. me yeah. and my queerness would take offense to that. <laughs> uh, but he would be so scared in his own experience to hear my level of vulnerability. And like that, that's what you're talking about with this isolation, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, that's the yeah. thing we need to get men to is self-love. It's, it's funny you say that, right? Like the things we, that we we ignore the things that we neglect. So for me, so I, I go to the gym, just came from the gym, and you know, I squat a lot, people who know, they see the videos, <laughs> right? I literally have the bar imprinted across my, my delts on my back. Literally, it's it's etched in there, it's burned in there, right? And all it takes is a little bit of cocoa butter, right? A, a little bit of milder soap, in order mm-hmm. for it to go away. Cause I know when I don't squat for a week, it starts to disappear, right? But it, it's something about this badge of honor, this roughness, this toughness, where I can take a picture and say, you know, yeah, I, I squat a lot of weight. That is part of the reason why it's still there, right? And then the other reason is just cause, you know, again, once we get in the shower, it's like, oh, all right, lotion the whole body, right? Even even and, and my it, entire self. And, How and, could I possibly care for my entire self? And and what's interesting with that is that's passed down as well, right? Mm. So my son, he has a, a a slight a slight case of eczema, right on like his knees, um, like his arms, and so he requires being moisturized. Me still knowing this, I'll still just slap it on there. You know what I mean? Instead of instead of giving my son right, and I've and again it brings it's this conversation that makes me realize that how I'm showing him how to care for his body right now. His his mother does an amazing job. He okay, go get the go get the cream, and he starts rubbing it on, and he starts playing with it. But even with that, right, even recognizing he has this this condition, part of it is again what's ingrained in me. All right, I, I gave you the bath. That's the that's the only thing that matters. Right, not okay. necessarily how soft your skin is, or you not necessarily itching if you scratch. Hey, it's just part of the game, mm-hmm. right? But again, we we talk about where we learn, and we talked last week about how we learn and unlearn. It's because again, I, I learned how to shower from myself. Like nobody's taught me how to to shower. Correct. Nobody taught me how. I learned about sex through through porn and from homies. No, I had to. Thankfully, it was something innate when we talk about just lovemaking, right, with the, with the, another person where, where I'm like, hey, this just ain't all about me, <laughs> right? It's, it was something in me that noticed this. Basically, even with the, the imagery that I've, again, hip-hop, the homies, um, porn, telling me, hey, it's how many times can I fast pump and get mine and keep it moving, right? But again, we're not having these conversations about what is this supposed to look like, right? I think I think you just hit on the most dangerous part about men in isolation is that men are in isolation receiving the wrong information. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not only are they alone, but they're getting handed the shittiest way to live life possible <laughs> and then following it out every day and wondering why they're upset and wondering why they can't go through their day without letting their shoulders relax or breathing deeply or being, being able to do a body scan and see where you are in your body, like simple little check-ins. They can't even do that. Yeah, yeah. Because that requires time, mm. right? And we know one thing about being a man, if, you, if, you're, not, if you're not producing, you're not making money, if you're not uh, exuding your, your masculinity slash manhood in some capacity, then you're literally wasting your time, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, the other, that's the other common denominator in the group so far. Nobody can be still. And they certainly can't invest their time in themselves. They need to invest their time in all the things they got to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. The things that add to this idea of manhood, I add to this idea of providing, even though it's not actually fulfilling their worth in any way. 
Yeah, yeah. Or it's the idea if, you know, look at it as like the, the stock market or something. If I invest in my in my partner, right, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be the beneficiary of that, mm-hmm. right? As mm-hmm. a, Instead of, yeah, I'm going to invest in my partner. And I may it may be the beneficiary, but I'm just investing to invest, but also let me invest in myself. Right. Let me let me focus on on my needs, my my wants. I shouldn't have to be using the suave lotion. Right. I deserve some Jergens. I deserve something high. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I deserve more than that. But if we if we talking about it, let's be real, because it's just like, again, we, we don't. Uh, and that's why we don't we don't understand who we are. Right. We don't our bodies. We don't know our bodies. So when we're feeling pains and aches and, and things like that, where we don't take time to know our body to recognize and, and show it the love and, and, and respect that it deserves, which could look like, hey, you know what? I just need to rest. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, why, why do I see the need to constantly undercut the quality of love I give to myself? Like you just mentioned the difference in lotions. You know, I will go to the store and buy every snack under the sun for my girl. And then I'll sit there and debate over one snack for me, <laughs> leave without it and leave without it almost every time because there's still some part of me that is working on unlearning that like, no, bro, you deserve joy. And the only person that's going to give it to you is you. You got to do it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a big stumbling block for men when they start coming out of that isolation, that realization that like, yeah, nobody's going to give this to you, bro. This is going to be hard. This is going to be heavy. It's going to be work, but you can do it. But that realization where like, oh, you mean my partner's never going to be able to give me this feeling? I'm like, uh, I hate to break it to you, but probably not. Yeah, yeah. It's it, again. It's just where we are in our in our relationships, right? It's as a, as a society, like people just want they 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 just want the the shiny object, right? They want the shiny object, which is the relationship, the 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 good feelings that come with it. They don't want to take the time to learn to understand. Um, another person right intimately without the the romance piece and so for me just where i am this is funny it's it's a conversation i've been having a lot lately right and and it's been a difficult conversation that that i've been having with myself because for me the go along to get along has always been what it was when it comes to relationships right just okay you know what we're just in it and it's just like okay i'm in it i'm a part of it Right, I'm a part of it. Even if the other individual didn't didn't necessarily recognize or acknowledge that I'm here too, hmm. right? And so now it's important for me to to always say, well, you're not the only one here, right? That I'm here well uh, as well. I'm existing in this space as well. And so for me, and this idea of love and, and romance and, and intimacy, um, uh, I'm I'm really starting to to and interrogate what that looks like for me. Like I'm not here trying to rush, right? I don't I don't need I'm okay. I've 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 had I tell folk I've had sex 3 times in the last 2 years. I'm all right. <laughs> you know what I mean with that regard. I'm not necessarily looking for that peace, right? I'm I'm always I'm trying to see what are the other qualities that you're able to add to my life, right? And I'm looking I'm asking myself those same things. Right. And and again, this is where we start talking about just going beyond. Right. Going beyond because we want something that's 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 real, that's whole, that that has all the the components of of what love is supposed to look like. Right. And so we're not necessarily because we're, you know, this isolation. I, you know, I'm sure you could talk about it, too. We've been in relationships where we've still been isolated. Right. Living in isolation with with partners that may or may not be within the same house as us. Uh huh. Right. So, and I, I think you're hitting on it again, man. A big point with this idea of like we've got isolation, we got misinformation. So then we have men that think like sex equals love. Yeah. Like they think, let if I can get that, which all the other things lead, like the car, the money, that ain't you ain't equating that because you want love. You're equating that because you want sex, and you think sex equals love. Man, the number of times in my life, even still. I need to ask myself and check in before I want to have sex to see if I even want to have sex. <laughs> Is that actually what my body wants? <laughs> or have I just been so programmed 
to respond yes automatically that I respond yes automatically. And I've even talked this with my partner that like I do a bad job checking with me because if I see green light, it means go. Who cares if we don't even look at our light? So I hear you on that, man. The, The reframe of that. Now we're really talking about like heavy, heavy work. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it takes time, right? Is is we're talking about like forgiving ourselves for forgiving our models of of relationships growing up. I know for me, you know, seeing my mother and my step pop and just even now, like I talked to him today and he's been calling me. He went down to South Carolina and you know he's much, he's he's older, right? Uh, but from the South, sharecropping wasn't you know third grade education wasn't allowed to do so much. His, his father was a, an authoritarian, right, where it's just like everything was corporal punishment if you didn't obey. And, you know, the corporal punishment didn't seep into to his relationship with me now for the last 30 years, but everything else did. That inability to to connect, right, um, except on a, on a surface level to where even to this day, right, it's still like a, a disconnect that that exists there you know but i talked to him and he's called me the last couple days and i finally talked to him today and he was like yeah you know how's everything how's everybody i was like good 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 everything good like yeah so he called me because again like that discomfort that that 10 year old feel is 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 popping up like we got to make this short and sweet and keep it moving he was like yeah i just was seeing if you wanted me to bring you anything right he's like i make sure you know i bring my son back something right and again this is like he says it to other people, right? Like it's one of those, right? Where your 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 parent or whoever talks glowingly about you to everybody else, but to you, you get the the minimum, right? Or you get the rigidity, or or what have you. And so I've seen in like his later years, as he gets closer and closer to transition, that he's making an effort, right? Like he's making an effort. And so Father's Day this year was the first time I've ever called him on Father's Day, right? And wished him a happy Father's Day. And then, you know, my, cause I use, or I'll go through my mom and say, hey, you know, cause make her the middle person, right? Just because again, that that's easier for me as opposed to dealing with the feelings that, that are coming up for me in that in that moment in time. And she talked about how he talked about it the rest of the day, how, how I called him, right? And so, when I when I think about just in the in the context of what that means and, and self love and the love of others, again, just this forgiveness piece of those those models that we've seen that weren't necessarily the healthiest. Yeah, no, I I definitely I definitely didn't have good models growing up, right? Uh, like very chaotic household, very violent. Uh, their marriage did not last long. There wasn't much outward care and named care towards me or my brother so we really didn't have any of the tools right but i feel you on like i don't i don't blame my mom for anything anymore i also don't have a relationship with her because another part of the healing process is sometimes being like yeah i've had enough of that wound and engaging that wound so i'm gonna stop going where the wound lives Hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna leave that over there as hard as that is because I do deserve self-love and that woman can't give it to me. So I got to give it to myself by not interacting with her. Like sometimes that's how forgiveness looks. I'll respond to some texts, but I ain't putting in the energy okay. like I did for years. Okay. And I don't think this is men with all relationships. I think they can fall to this trap because they don't have that sense of self-love or the skills to like communicate that they settle for relationships that are drastically below their level of care or comfort. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot there, right? Me, just, you know, the latter point, you know, we look to, to have our, our primal needs met, right? And so if, if, we, could, if we, we talk about sex, we talk about, you know, maybe companionship, Right, but you just want that stability of knowing that somebody's going to to be there. You want that safety. You want that security, right? Um, and so when we when we look, just look at the relationship piece, you know, that you talked about with your mom is, and this is where you know I hate like the the pop social media psychology that's been in existence now for for almost over twenty years, right? Where everybody's disposable, and so it's. 
And so it's just like, okay, you know, we're just going to cut them off. And so what I heard initially when I heard you say, I'm like, oh, are you, are you, is he about to say like she's cut off completely? But then when you brought up, okay, you know, yeah, I'll respond to texts, but I'm shifting how I show up in this relationship. And so when we talk about these these interpersonal relationships, these familial relationships specifically, right? For me, and and again, I, and I recognize in some spaces where the cutoff is just the cutoff. But a lot of times we don't necessarily have to do a complete cutoff. We just shift how we show up in these situations. And so it could be, you know what? I can't get on the phone with you, fam. You know what? I got to respond to a text or a damn Thanksgiving dinner. Listen, let me set this alarm for 20 minutes. I know I'm going to go in here for this 20 minutes because I know shit started to get thick around that 22, 23 minute. So I'm going to shift how I show up in this relationship as opposed to making it completely disposable, which, again, does is harmful to us as, as well, unless it's in those situations where it's completely warranted. But again, that's even that's, you know, subjective, right? No. And that's like that's another place that men end up in isolation. Is <laughs> exactly. They have a quick release, man. Oh, you didn't meet me with that hug I didn't tell you I needed? I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like at the same time, when we're talking about like this feeling of self-worth and self-love and what our worth is actually steeped in, my relationship to my mom, I convinced myself over many years, the worth of that, of me being her son and her being my mom, was stipulated on my ability to show up and save her repeatedly. But the worth, the actual worth is inherent. I shouldn't have to show up and save her repeatedly. There should be worth in that relationship simply because she is my mother and I'm her son. Yeah. But it got to a point where it was like, well, what are we doing here? Yeah. And I think like that, that was necessary. Yeah. It was hard, but that, that's like the culmination of doing work though. Right. That's, that's getting out of isolation that's meeting other people like i had already met you at this time i had begun to build community with other men i've begun to build community with other people in my life and be me more and just like that i knew how to step out on my worth and boundaries hmm. it's funny man we just got to pull these men like you mentioned your your stepdad softening up over the years like so is my dad i'm very tentative with it i move slowly because i'm like dude just because now you have all the feelings, you didn't say boo-hoo to me for years when it came to feelings or hugs or touch or anything like that. But we need to figure out how do we get them before they're 55, 60? And, and, <laughs> how do we hit them with that lightning strike moment of like, yo, why can't the reckoning be today? Yeah. Why can't I grow up today and figure out what I need to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, we, we talk about, you know, we both we've been talking about bell hooks in just our individual conversations outside of here right and like this love ethic and how do we how do we implement that into our our daily practice where we value ourselves we deem ourselves worthy of love i, I think about just all the things that are taking place in society the school district of i'm thinking about the school district of philadelphia right we talk about like education that's been a big thing in the news right education 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 and the school district is investing 70 million dollars into a new curriculum to to help improve the 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 the, the standards of of education for the children within within the within the school the school district right and so you're like okay yeah this will this might help them with math right but what is going to help them with building self self-esteem right yeah math can definitely help that reading can definitely help that right because you know you you take pride in it right you start to feel good when you understand it but what just about the, just the relationship piece going into a classroom where i know i'm genuinely loved by the teacher that is in there and they're teaching me how to love and engage in a healthy way with my peers instead of just this idea of rote memorization for these standardized tests right it's just like the and even like this this idea of critical thinking which isn't a thing in in education that is a form of love right that's a form of love because it says you know i i i I value you enough to to and care about your ability to to understand and, and comprehend all things in life by and so let's hone your critical thinking skills as opposed to okay let me just make sure you're good on the test 
right? And so what I'm saying is it starts at, at such a young age, right? I, I, I hate to, I don't think anybody's, I believe in this idea of change, right? Uh, Octavia Butler said, God is change, <laughs> right? So everything is change. That's the only truism that exists. And so I do believe in, in people's propensity to change, whether they're at 15, 20, and 50. But what we know about change is the older you get, the more set in your ways you become. If you've been living this way for 40 years, for 50 years, the idea of change should look foreign to you. You should be pushing back against this so we're talking about just this idea of love from such an such an early age starting from the womb right starting from the womb absolutely and i'm with you like yeah math is cool and all everybody got a calculator i'm just i'm just <laughs> honest. everybody's got a calculator ain't nobody got like an idea of their self-love and self-worth ready to go all the time right that is something you learn and i was i was at a school in west philadelphia I was there as a social worker. I was supposed to like do all this social emotional learning stuff. Was there space in the schedule for it? No. <laughs> did they give me, did they provide the necessary tools to make it happen? No. So I had to like scratch and claw to like build some kind of thing. But that's the whole idea is that we, the thing we need to be giving kids, body autonomy, consent, all those important kinds of things, self-esteem, self-love how to build a relationship how to communicate like we don't give them those tools yeah we step back and step out and we go don't worry you're gonna pass the pssas <laughs> and you're gonna be on the college and everything's gonna work out yeah and then they realize they don't have any of the things they actually need yeah yeah and or, or love looks like saying no you can opt out of the pssas which we I've done for my daughter, you know, uh, you know, salute to her mom, right? Like, nah, she ain't taking this shit. <laughs> she cool. You know what she can do? And this, and again, and this is where I talk about the women in my life. Even if we might butt heads at time, uh, my daughter hasn't taken the PSSAs in forever, right? In in years. And so what she does is she's like, you know what? She can go to a younger grade, kindergarten, first grade, and she can be a helper in that classroom during this time period. Right. Or she'll her mom is an assistant principal at a mastery school. She'll go to her mom's school and she'll go help with the little kids. Right. Um, and so she's learning how to, she's learning community. Right. She's learning, um, you know, all of these other ideas that are important, like patience, how to be a leader. Right. Which, again, impacts her ability to love herself. She's getting value out of this. Right. It's not a paycheck, but she's getting she's helping others. And what they're getting is they're seeing somebody who looks like them, assisting them, helping them. Uh, and it's genuine. Absolutely. And, and like what a great experience for your daughter. Right. And those experiences don't exist for all kids because we don't value those experiences. Exactly. Exactly. We don't think it's something that's necessary in the development of a human being to be able to head out into society and know how to relate to the other. Hmm. Like, we don't think that that's an important skill. And why would we think men end up alone, unable to relate? Hmm. I, I, and I'm saying, hmm, and I don't want to have dead air for those of you who are listening on on the. Yeah, I'm I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I'm trying to think to me being back in school, and I don't think we did it, and I went to an an okay school. Just this idea of the 7th and 8th graders going to the kindergartners and first graders and just doing some type of work, right? And not not for first, no work, because I I talked about that the other day. School shouldn't be considered work. This your job? Just no, it's not what that's supposed to be, right? Which is why folk hate school. But just going and engaging with the, these younger individuals, right? Which again teaches them things like patience, teaches them so many soft skills, which it teaches the fact that they're connected to people that are behind them <laughs> yet to come. You know what I mean? It teaches that that they have a lineage, man. It teaches that they're connected to the broader human race. That's what men don't see. Men uh, yeah. think they're like this other alien, man. They don't yeah. think they're a part of. Yeah. 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 It's it's but again, we we're so what, 
we don't trust as a society, right? And so you have boys who are at puberty. God forbid they go to a kindergarten classroom with little girls there because what? We, we've over-sexualized uh, just any type of experience and interaction between boys and girls, men and women, right? Or boys and boys or and in, in, in women and women that this can't take place. Right, mm-hmm. probably have to have permission slip signed instead oh, of just the natural. Let's go from the third floor down to the second floor and just have them engage. Let them read to them. Let them play games with them. And what so the lack of trust. That's, that says so. I mean, and that's a big lack of thing. love. Yeah. Yeah, lack of love, and just that's a big thing on the lack of trust in men. <laughs> and where it's we yeah. do not trust men with kids. What does that tell us? What does that tell us as a side? But we don't address the problem. No, no, no. We just make up more rules. We add more space. We figure out ways to police. We figure out ways to like make sure certain things don't happen. But we don't address the fact that we don't trust men around kids. Like that's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. And so, and so then who do? Phil, I got a little fired up. Got a little fired <laughs> no, 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 because again, it's and this is what this is what takes place here, right? This is what takes place. Like we we start to realize these things in, in like real time, right? Like mm-hmm. no, we don't trust men with children. I, and it's funny, I was thinking about this the other day, um, and I don't know what I was watching, and but it it was like it was like a twenty something year old, a thirty something year old, and they were calling again based off how society is they were like calling because they didn't see their friend who was like 12 Hmm. right and it was just like because no god forbid you can't be friends a 30 year old and a 12 year old cannot be friends Mm -hmm. right it's it's what because why how we've we've hyper sexualized and over sexualized and over pathologized so many things like there can't be intergenerational friendships it becomes okay once you become what 18 19 20 and that you might be able to have a, a friend that's 50 but they they have to be a one or we'll call them a mentor right we will mm-hmm. give them these titles as mentor and mentee mm-hmm. not like yo this is legitimately my friend it's not until i'm i'm 30 and maybe have a friend who's in their 50s and we're able to hang out together and do some of the same things or just enjoy talking to them right even even people listening to this like yeah no it's still no 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 it's no way <laughs> that they can be, and then they'll, they'll go to the low hanging fruit of, would you want your daughter hanging out with a, a 40 year old man because they're friends, because they both enjoy chess? And there we go, we're back at the thing again. Of like, <laughs> why is that question being asked in that way? Yeah. That's what we should be asking ourselves, yeah. not that would someone be, why are you expecting something to happen? Like that that is the problem. Yeah. And like, you're hitting on the idea that like, elders are important man people that have been there like i i don't know about you but i see this work as me trying to pass on my learning through my mistakes so that they don't do that so they they can find the will to be compassionate to themselves before they reach 36. you know what i mean yeah yeah like the fact that you when you hit on the intergenerational man that's that's huge and Why, I, and men learn. Men need to learn from other men, and boys need to learn from men. Simple as that. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I wrote in my dissertation, right? Like when I talk about the purpose of me talking about navigating my mental health, and 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 the meaning and importance for other black males and just males and those who identify as men and boys in general. It was just like you know, I gave him a capitalistic Hove verse, right? Hove did that, so hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that. Right. And that's really what it is. Right. I, hopefully you can learn from my experiences to where you can, you know, maybe I plant the seed and you can start to think about it a little bit more. Maybe I don't have to necessarily go down this route because I know what it looks like. Right. But again, when we talk about this isolation piece, that's them. That's not me. Yeah. Right. Until it becomes you and you're either mm-hmm. sitting in a cell next to that same person who tried to school you. Right. Or right. And so or you're you're in an unhealthy situation, an unhealthy relationship like fam. I told you that the red flags like you should be looking out for when you're in a relationship. But I mean, that was your situation. You know, what I mean, it, it's, it looked different for me. And, and now here I am experiencing the same thing that you've experienced. Right. So yeah, every time I bring it up to like that group to younger guys, they're always like, oh, that sounds cool. But I don't need that. 
That sounds cool. I don't know. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, you're good? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me in 10 years about how good you are. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. They haven't reached that. They haven't reached that point where they feel that tension yet. Yeah. Yeah. They can still use the things that don't work because they haven't bludgeoned themselves to death with them yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't it, worry. The scars are going to add up, bro. At, listen, at some point, you know, making it into the house at 3 a.m. and having to get up at 6 a.m. for work, that's not going to be a thing anymore. And then you're going to start looking around and like, yo, I don't have no energy to go out. Right. Or I don't have a desire to go out and hang like I like I once did. So now what do I do? <laughs> right now? What do I do? The gym. Right. The gym isn't satisfying my needs like I like I thought it was. Now, what do I do? I'm, I'm left with myself. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm left with myself. And so. there's that crisis. That's that crisis of meaning that starts showing up there. And once you feel that, once you feel that, like your life has led you to a point where you have no connections, where you have no nourishment, there's nothing sustaining you. You are yeah. you're a robot that knocks out tasks. You're a taskmaster. Good job. <laughs> but guess what? That 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 being a provider like that, nobody wants that anymore. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. falling for that anymore. Like you gotta level up. You gotta take care of yourself and realize that like you need an emotional component to your being. Yeah. You need a spiritual component to your being. You need more than just work. Yeah. 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 And, and so and with that being said, as we get ready to wrap up, so what does that look like in practice? Like, what are these, what are solutions that you can identify for, for brothers who are out here, who the, the writing may be on the wall or it, it might not be on the wall in order to, to begin the process of, 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 of change? Yeah. Solutions. Yeah. It's tricky, man, because I got to say this part first is that I think sometimes I present as a threat to men that haven't done the work or discovered the work yet, right? The, my vulnerability is scary. My queerness is scary. My emotional awareness is scary. So at first engaging men, I'm kind of looking at this from like someone that's trying to provide services. Like what, how do I begin there? Because I have to engage men in the softest and easiest way possible. I need this thing to feel low risk, low cost. I need it to feel like I'm not going to hit them with heavy questions right away. I need, I need them to feel like they can make a mess and they're not going to get canceled for it. I need them to feel like there is space for them to feel uncomfortable, be unsure, and at the end of the day, still be able to regulate, still be able to okay, be okay in your body. And it looks like just connecting with other men. But that means we got to get the men that have these abilities that you and I have to start pushing them out into the world. Yeah, we need more men. And that's the thing with this group that's killed me. There's been a few guys that like, have done some work and they won't show up to my group. And I'm like, I need you there. You are the other set of voices to convince the other ones that it's possible. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, even with that, though, like it's, it's that, you know, is again, another capitalistic whole verse where it's like, Jay, oh, no, this Kanye, still problematic, right? Uh, Jay favorite line, dog in due time. I remember the, the hashtag you good man group where I would have brothers who say, yo, listen, I've been wanting to come to this for a year. Mm. And you're like, well, why you ain't just show up? And it was just like, I literally had to like hype myself up to go, right? I had to, to make some changes maybe to my schedule. I had to deem myself worthy to, to be able to come to this space, right? And, and allow myself to whether accept the types of conversation that are gonna be had or be vulnerable enough to, to share my journey in this way. And so even with that, it's like, yeah, we need y'all there, right? Like you, you did it. But then it's just also showing that grace to say, yeah, I understand, you know, and, oh, and yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I get, I get that burden. I'm with them on that. I guess I'm just saying, when you ask me, what do we need? What's the solution? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. More people that look like you and me that are doing the work that we're doing pushing that message outward so the message doesn't seem scary and foreign anymore 
Instead, it feels inviting. It feels welcoming. It feels like something you want to participate in. Yeah. How do we convince men letting go of the things they've used their whole life is what they need to do? Yeah. 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 And and also, and even with that, it's still, you know, with these, these individuals who are, who have begun to do the work, it's just like, yeah, you're only going to max out at what? 50%, right? Because you're going to max out with yourself, right? And now what does this look, again, getting back to taking it from this isolation and me doing the work on my own. Now, uh, another part of this love work is community, right? And how can I uh, potentially influence and, and engage and assist and help community? And I know for, for me, it's, I'm on that opposite end where it's community for everything, and then it's for me, it's I get the scraps of what's left. Right. And so it got to be like that. Phil. Ain't be like that <laughs> yeah. Yo. But again, I'm, I'm learning. That's why I'm the, the painter overcharged me. Right. Because it's just <laughs> like, yo, I got to get my house in order because I not for anybody, not for company, not for my children. Mm-hmm. Right. This has some in the room I'm in now has some old wallpaper from like 1950. <laughs> right. It's, it's not for them. This is for me, right? It's I've I've literally lived in this house now since when did I get this house? Two thousand and nine, fourteen years, and I've literally loathed coming home to it for twelve out of those fourteen years. The classic. That's a classic manism right there. Bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I literally had. It's funny before my my son's mom, my my co parent, my ex partner, whatever type we want to put on it. Before she moved in, right, in in 2019, the furniture I bought in 2009 still had the tags on it, never been sat on. I could have literally, and I was like, I got pissed when when she started sitting. Like, fam, what are you doing? I could sell this at the same value, right? But again, because I didn't deem myself worthy of making this, this house into a home that I just navigated two rooms. Now, part of it is just my personality where I'll probably be better off in a studio apartment, you know what I mean, as opposed to a house, you know what I'm saying? But also part of it is just, yeah, it's it's not a home to me, right? But again, when we start this process of self-love, it's like, okay, let me start to get things in here that'll make me feel good. Let me change the color scheme, right? This burgundy, because I haven't changed the curtains in the, in the living room or anything. Like, I need to change all of this stuff to make it a space for me right that i enjoy right just the last point on, on painting so the painter he uh he was showing his friend he brought his friend with him so he could see the, the work that he did and he was like so you, you made you painted this room like green for like a green screen when you when you record i was like nah i was like i painted it frosted sage right because it's a it's a calming color it's a color that allowed me to be in this room for long periods of time and and feel good and feel like I did research on this shit. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't necessarily, you know, as opposed to it's funny juxtapose that with my bedroom. My bedroom is gold, like two shades of gold. And I got it because it was like a king's in there. Mind you, the color is so fucking depressing. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I hate it. I hate the color. But I got it because it's a king. You just perfectly captured the entire conversation. <laughs> that is that is the problem with men. They're out here thinking gold's the answer. Meanwhile, it's making them depressed. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Word, word. So, yeah, and, 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 I, and, and you brought up some great points. They're just to cap it off, keep this under an hour. Um, it, listen, reading, reading. I, I can't recommend Bell Hooks, uh, All About Love, Salvation, Black Love, uh, We Real Cool, uh, what change. else? The Will to Change, Men and Masculinity, and just and then just go into to just some of our our, our writers, right? Kaise Layman, his book Heavy, um, Darnell Moore, who who has a dope book. It's you know especially when you start to read like stories from queer brothers, right? Because again, it brings in another element that you're not necessarily in uh, in line with if you're you know a, a cis hetero man like like myself, right? And reading these stories and you see the parallels, the similarities of just experiences, but also you see the difference and you start to realize the importance of of compassion. And then just 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 women writers, but just reading in general, right? Reading in general can do so much because it'll change your outlook on the world, 
right? Yeah. If all you're reading is rich dad, poor dad, then the nine times out of ten, you're not going to make those 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 healthy changes, those those changes to your to your wellness that'll that'll sustain you for for long periods of time, right? Yeah. I'm, so I'm big on reading. You know, I love my books, and I'll say this to any guy listening: find something that makes you feel something, and figure out what that feeling is. Yeah. Like find some things in your life that make you feel something because you are worthy. You are worthy of your wants, your desires, and your dreams, but you've got to figure out what those look like. Word, word. Listen, man, as always, it has been a an amazing episode. I didn't shout out to the people who are watching on YouTube, so I want to shout you out on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, of share, right, like, comment do all that stuff that y'all do over there and if you're on a streaming service again hit the like button hit the subscribe button so you can know when new episodes are popping up as always the good brother mike olenic all right there we go because i'm gonna get it right where i could just say it regular probably by the next episode but listen I, i appreciate you all and we will be back next week peace